Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Well, well, well. If you're watching on YouTube, then you see we're in a new location. Praise God. Yes. We had another situation happen so similar to the Wild Honey Coffee Shop. And mm-hmm. Tori and I, our faith tanks are just being so filled because, yes. again, we were so nervous about recording on the road, but we couldn't do enough in advance. Yeah. But the doors have just flung open open in order for us to record at other people's uh, properties and homes and stuff like that. And we're so blessed by it. So I just wanted to just hopefully that's encouraging to you all that people are helping us continue to devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you all. Yes, so good. And uh, yeah, anyways, we're picking back up with day four of our Don't Waste Your Life devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Psalms chapter 63, verse 3, and it says this, Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. The devotional is titled, Living to Prove He is More Precious Than Life. And it says this, If God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him, as we argued in chapter 2, then living for the glory of God must mean that we live to gladly make others glad in God. Our gladness and our pursuit of their gladness glorifies God. And since gladness in God is the greatest and most lasting happiness, pursuing it is also love. Since the same joy in God both satisfies man and glorifies God, we never have to choose between the motive to love people or to glorify God. By gladly pursuing the gladness of others in God, even at the cost of our lives, We love them and honor God. This is the opposite of a wasted life. To make others glad in God with an everlasting gladness, our lives must show that he is more precious than life. Psalm 63 says, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. To do this, we must make sacrificial life choices rooted in the assurance that magnifying Christ through generosity and mercy is more satisfying than selfishness. If we walk away from risk to keep ourselves safe and solvent, we will waste our lives. If Christ is an all-satisfying treasure and promises to provide all our needs, even through famine and nakedness, then to live as though we had all the same values as the world would betray him. I have in mind mainly how we use our money and how we feel about our possessions. I hear the haunting words of Jesus from Matthew 6, 31 through 32. That says, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after such things. In other words, if we look like our lives are devoted to getting and maintaining things, we will look like the world and that will not make Christ look great. He will look like a religious side interest that may be useful for escaping hell in the end, but doesn't make much difference in what we live for and love here. He will not look like an all-satisfying treasure. 
and that will not make others glad in God. If we want to make people glad in God, our lives must look as if God, not possessions, is our joy. Our lives must look as if we use our possessions to make people glad in God, especially the most needy. Yeah, I love this because I feel like we're we're told a lie. Mm-hmm. And that lie is, is that it's either or. It's either you're going to pursue your own happiness and contentment and comfort and pleasure, or you're going to serve God. And it's like, no, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Excuse right. my French, but that's a lie from the pit yeah. of hell. Because it's a both and, Mm -hmm. because just like what the author of this Devo is sharing, that we actually live a more satisfied life, a more fulfilled life, Mm -hmm. a happier life, a more joyful life, a better life when we're not living for our own pleasures. Right. But then we just, we, we have that temptation from the flesh and it's exactly what Adam and Eve dealt with in the garden. Mm -hmm. Surely you will be like God. Did God really say that you, you the lies are just being spoon fed to us Mm -hmm. from society and from our own sinful desires. But it's like, no, when Christ says, I know this seems um, like elementary, but it's true. And we need to accept it and embrace it. When Christ says you are more blessed to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. But if we're only living our life based on how we are, we, uh, how we're going to maximize the stuff we're receiving Mm -hmm. versus how we live our life on how to maximize what we're giving, then we're lying to ourselves because Mm -hmm. there's a greater joy, fulfillment and satisfaction when we live life's not Mm self-centered. And so I just, I love that this is no, you will actually be happier when you live a life, not focused on yourself. Yeah. It's so good. And it's so funny too, because right now, if you're watching on YouTube, we're actually staying with our friend's family's house, the champion family. And the first night we were here, they're having a Bible study and she brought out this board. I'm literally looking at it. It's right in front of our camera and it says, be good. But what it really means is be, and then the G is God centered. The O is others concerned. The next O is obedient. And then D stands for do what's right. And I just, I love that you were just talking about that. And I'm looking at the sign saying, live a life that is good. That is God centered and others concerned. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're going to be most satisfied. I was also reading in scripture in, um, Ecclesiastes. Yeah, Ecclesiastes, which is the book of wisdom. And that's like been my biggest prayer after turning 30 is like, Lord, I want your wisdom. And it was talking about all of these different things about how you waste your life pursuing different things. And so like just the pursuit of money or just the pursuit of this or living for the good old days, this is all like you waste your life when you live that way. But then at the end of chapter five, it says, but what is good is if you are so busy enjoying the life that God has given you. And that is a gift from God to accept the life that God has given you to steward well what he has given you and be so busy enjoying life that you don't even have time to brood over the past or focus on negative things because you are just so content in what God has already done, is doing, and is going to do. And I feel like that's such an incredible thing to just meditate on is, okay, what is our why? Because the root of it is what matters the most. It's not 
money that's bad. It's the love of money that's bad. It's not possessions that are bad. It's the the love of the possessions that are bad. It's the why behind what we are pursuing. And right now, we feel like we are living inside of other people's generosity, opening their home to us, opening coffee shops to us so that we can devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. And so I feel like Chad and I are in the middle of experiencing other people's obedience to God. Yes. And it has been such a blessing to us. It makes us so on fire to be an even bigger blessing to others. And we also hope it's an encouragement to you guys to look at what you have in your current season and say, okay, God, it might not be much, but use this, use it. Yeah. I mean, I love that. It just reminds me of that scripture where there were people bringing in chests of treasures and coins and gold and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, and then they're dumping them at the, at the altar. And then a woman comes in and brings just very little, I don't remember exactly what it is. And Jesus says, who brought more? Right. And she gave more because she gave all she had. And that's what we need to be doing is giving all we have. And that doesn't mean you're just donating all to church. What I mean is you're just offering it to the Lord to steward it for his kingdom versus to keep for our own kingdoms and comforts. So good. Want to praise that now? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we first and foremost thank you that you are such a generous God. Lord, you lavish us with your grace so generously. God, you lavish us with gifts so generously, with time, Lord. Would you open our eyes to the gifts that are currently in our hands to steward, Lord? Would you help us steward them well? Would you help us magnify the gifts that you've given us so that we can further your kingdom, so that we can be generous as your children and be a blessing to others. Lord, help us look different from the world. Help us not live a wasted life, but a purpose-filled and a purpose-driven life, a kingdom-driven life. Lord, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship <laughs> music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Chip, chip, cheerio. Chip, chip, cheerio.